The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. This particular part of our first reading is something I can certainly relate to. I remember a time when in my life I was experiencing a lot of darkness. I wasn't always a faithful Catholic. There was a time I drifted away from the faith back in middle school. And by the grace of God, I had uh, come back in college. But while I was in college, I was just kind of living according to the standards of the world. And um, I decided that I would stay there at Rolla for the summer in order to try to boost my resume by being an undergraduate research assistant for the nuclear engineering department. And while I was there, all my friends were gone. They went home for the summer. And so I would go to the office and I would do the things I needed to do. And I would come back to the dorm and uh, there would just be a lot of emptiness, just kind of a, a void, uh, unhappiness, loneliness, a, a certain kind of darkness. Um, and so I would try to escape that. I would try to fill my life with things that would distract me of this. Uh, video games, movies, TV. Um, I would even find articles on the internet and I would start reading it and I'd go through a couple paragraphs and then I'd be like, well, I don't really care about this. And then I'd find another article and do the same thing. Because I was just trying to, to fill that void, just trying to uh, avoid the void. But it was something that I couldn't really do. And it was at its worst one night in the summer of 2004, between my junior and senior years in college. Um, I had just finished watching a sci-fi show, and as soon as the screen went off, that void, that darkness, that emptiness just came crashing in. And I thought to myself, so what is it going to be like moving forward? What does the future hold? And it seemed like it would be more of the same. It seemed like there would be more emptiness, more darkness. Except it would be even worse, because at least this was the summer, and my friends would come back in, this, in the fall. But at that time, it seemed like if things just kept going the way they were, they wouldn't get any better. And so I seemed pretty desperate. I wasn't sure what exactly I should do. I didn't know where to turn. So I did something I hadn't done in a very long time. I started to pray. Now at that time, being a fallen away Catholic, I wasn't sure if God was real. I wasn't sure if he cared. I wasn't sure uh, about a lot of things. But I was in so much need of his assistance that I was willing to give it a try. I was willing to pray, to ask God to come into my life to change things, to make a difference, to help me out on my own life. I knew that I had made a mess of things and that I wasn't happy, and I figured God could make it better. If he's real, if he cares, then I give everything over to him, and he can make it better for me. He can guide me. Whatever his plan for my life had to be better than what I expected would happen to me moving forward. And in the midst of that, I don't know exactly how long I was praying, but I got this sense of peace and contentment. And this confidence came that God is real, He does care, and He will help change my life for the better. And so, He had this light of His come into the darkness of my life. And that's really what, what Christmas is about. Christ, who is the light of the world, coming into the darkness of humanity. 
We've gone astray through sin, and so the Lord wants to rescue us from that darkness. He wants to draw us back to himself. And with that, we heard in our first reading, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. This prophecy of Isaiah was a source of hope, hope for the people who were in exile, hope for them who were experiencing darkness, experiencing slavery to their sins, in need of a savior. And the Lord did not disappoint. We heard also in Isaiah, for a child is born to us, a son is given us, upon his shoulder dominion rests. And so that is a prophecy hundreds of years before it was actually fulfilled of Christ being born, coming to us in this unique and miraculous way. Jesus Christ is our Savior, and he, when he came, he was beyond all expectations. Even with all of these prophecies, the people of Israel, they expected this new Messiah to just be another human being who had God with him, kind of like Moses. But God did something even better. He came himself. God the Son came down from heaven and took on human flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary. And today we celebrate his birth, that God is with us, that he took on human flesh. And the reason he did that was so that he can be this light in the darkness of our lives, so that he can interact with humanity in a way that we can understand. He came to us in order to give himself up on the cross. It's as if he's the only person who was ever born in order to die. To die on the cross to, out of love for all of us. To be our savior. To make this perfect and infinite gift of love to the Heavenly Father on our behalf. To make up for all of the sins of all of humanity for all time. And he wants us to experience that grace that he won for us. He wants us to enter into these mysteries of his life. And be in relationship with him. He came to set us free from that darkness. And he certainly set me free from the darkness that I experienced in my own life. It wasn't just that moment, but even in the days that followed, strange things were happening. There was that patience, that, that uh, peace that persisted. But in addition to the peace, there was also kind of an excitement. Like, okay, God, how are you going to change my life? And... Uh, and he did it very subtly. I suddenly had strange thoughts like, go to Mass. It's like I hadn't really done that in a long time. Fallen away Catholic. Maybe I'd show up on Christmas and Easter, but I never went on my own. It was always my parents who brought me. And so at that thought, it was like, I don't know about this. Like, I don't know how Mass works. Uh, I don't want anyone to know that I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so there was that hesitancy. There was that resistance, and yet that insight, that inspiration persisted. Go to Mass. Just calm, patient, persistent, loving insight. It's like, okay, well, that must be God. And if he's telling me that this is what's going to help make my life better, I'll do it. So I did. Uh, after I figured out, like, was there even a church in Rala, and what is it, and where is it, um, I would hide in the back pew, and then I would just kind of imitate everybody in front of me. Like, I know what I'm doing. Look, I'm standing like everybody else. Because I really didn't understand. But 
There was a sense of joy, though, following God as he was calling me. And he had other insights, too, like go to the Catholic Newman Center. And where I lived in the dorm, I would have to pass the Catholic Newman Center every day to go to class and pass it to go back to the dorm. And yet it never really occurred to me in the first three years of being there, maybe I should go inside. But now there's this thought with patience and persistence, go to the Catholic Newman Center. And it was like, I don't want to. Like, I don't know anybody. I'm socially inept. I don't know how this works. But again, okay, this is God. He's leading me. He's helping me. So I went. And I just kind of stood around awkwardly, not saying anything to anyone, because that's how I was. And God had mercy, and he sent people to me, and he started talking to me, and I eventually developed social skills. And it was a marvelous thing. But that's just to show how God can work in our lives, how the light can enter into that darkness, and he can make things better, giving us insights and inspirations on what we should be doing to make our lives better. And so God was guiding me, helping me to go deeper in my relationship with him. And that's what he wants for everyone. He wants all of us to be in good relationship with him. He wants all of us to learn how to listen to him so that we can experience his loving mercy and presence among us, so that he can be the light in the darkness of our lives. And here at ICD, we have opportunities to help everyone go deeper in their relationship with the Lord, to help them to be able to learn how to listen to God, to help dispel any doubts that we might have. For example, we have a six-week program designed for those who are interested in coming back. If you've been away from the faith, you're not quite sure how things work, kind of like what happened to me, Um, rather than just trying to figure it out on your own like I did, here at ICD we've got this program for those in that situation that starts on January 4th, um, going over major themes and topics of the faith. We even have an instructional mass in that series, so like if you are confused on how mass works and what you're supposed to be doing, like I was, instead of just figuring it out on your own, we have this great opportunity for you to learn and understand it better. We also have, in our men's spirituality group, going through a new program called The Case for Jesus. It examines the historical aspects and answers questions like, is the Bible even really reliable, specifically with regards to the Gospels? How much can we really trust them? And that men's group meets on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m., and they're going to start up again on January 14th. We also have a series called Alpha, which covers the main themes and big questions of of life in general and answers them according to Christian teaching. Like, why do we all exist? Why is there suffering in the world? What's life all about? This series you can join and be a part of, being drawn closer to our Lord with other people who may be in the same situation and those who are willing to share their experiences and life with you to help you on your journey. And that program, Alpha, starts on January 23rd. We're also blessed here at ICD to have two FOCUS missionaries. Now, FOCUS is a group that usually helps college students on college campuses come to know and experience and encounter the Lord, to learn how to pray, and to live a life of faith. But they've expanded to parishes. And so, here at ICD, we have two FOCUS missionaries, Amanda Mannion and Jacob Grass, 
who are eager to help anyone who's interested to go deeper in their faith, to know Jesus better. They also lead Bible studies and small faith groups. And so their contact information can be found in the bulletin. But that's a great resource for all of us to be able to go deeper. In fact, FOCUS, being the national organization that it is, they have an annual conference. And this year, their conference called SEEK is in St. Louis. And it starts January 2nd through the 6th. Uh, with different opportunities, a lot of great Catholic speakers to help inspire us in our faith, to help us understand the faith better, to teach us how to pray, to be in relationship with the Lord, to listen to his voice, but also how do we share the faith with others? And so uh, if you want a discount, our focus missionaries can help give you a discount, but there's also a free night that Wednesday during that week uh, is free. So if you're interested in that, um, also, you can contact the Focus missionaries, and they'd be happy to help you in any way with regards to the Sikh um, conference, as well as any aspect of your faith that you'd be wanting assistance with. In addition to that, uh, we don't only want you to know about Jesus, we want you to know Jesus yourself. Not just hear somebody else talk about their encounters with the Lord and their experiences in prayer, but Jesus wants you to experience him in prayer yourselves. And so to help in that effort, uh, here at ICD, our Christmas present to everyone is a book called 13 Powerful Ways to Pray. And in this book, it covers different ways to pray. Sometimes we as Catholics, we think prayer is all about just saying the words that the church gave us. But prayer is much broader than that. Prayer is about being in relationship with the Lord, raising our hearts and minds to the Lord learning how to listen to him, speaking to him as we would speak to a friend in so many other ways. And so those books are available in the back near the confessional. You can pick one up on your way out. But it's a great opportunity for you to try to learn how to go deeper in your own relationship with the Lord and seek him out to encounter him. If I didn't encounter the Lord, I would have continued as a nuclear engineer, and I wouldn't be standing before you, and I'd probably still be socially awkward. But praise be Jesus Christ that he stepped into the darkness of my life. And he wants to do the same with all of you. And so if you've never encountered the Lord, if you haven't had an experience with him, if you've never really met him in prayer, I encourage you to give it a try. To come to the Lord sincerely and humbly and ask him to enter into your life, to guide you and to lead you. It may not happen on the first try, Sometimes God wants us to be persistent in prayer so that our desire for him would grow, so that when we encounter him, the joy would be even greater than if he answered us right away. And so if you've never encountered the Lord, if you've never met him in prayer, if you've never experienced that kind of relationship, then I encourage you to give that a try. If you're already in relationship with the Lord and if you already have a good prayer life, a regular routine in encountering the Lord in different ways, I encourage you to consider perhaps somewhere in your life where you may have a darkness, where there's something about your life that you're not happy about or enthusiastic about in some way uh, that you want the Lord to come in, for him to bring the light of his love and his healing mercy into that situation, to present that to him in prayer and ask for him to come and meet you there in that place of darkness that you may have in your life. The Lord wishes to heal us, to draw us to himself and give us great joy. 
And with all the opportunities that I've mentioned, probably won't be able to remember them simply from one homily, uh, but we do have all of those things listed in our bulletin. So if you want more information about Alpha or about Seek or about the Men's Spirituality Group um, or anything else that I've mentioned, you can find that information in the bulletin so that you too can have a stronger relationship with the Lord, um, to get to know Him personally. The Lord wants us to be with Him, not only communally here in church, but also personally. And the two work together, coming before the Lord as a community, but also experiencing Him and encountering Him individually. So let us take a moment of silence following this homily to consider what each and every one of us can do to better strengthen our relationship with the Lord or to seek out such a relationship so that we can be with Him, hopefully forever in heaven, but even experiencing some of that joy here on earth. Because the Lord wants to be the light of our world. And He loved us so much that He decided to become human so that He can give Himself up on the cross for our salvation. But He loves us so much that He still wants to be with us even today. So He continues to give Himself to us as He comes to us in the most Holy Eucharist.